Today, we're going to look at what the Bible has to say about legalism and freedom, taking off legalism and putting on freedom, the freedom that we have in Christ. The early church was in a transition. Most of the Christians that got saved immediately were Jewish, and there was a temple they could go to. And there were a group of Judaizers that rose up who believed that being a Christian meant you had to keep the law as well, meaning the Gentiles had to get circumcised, you had to keep the kosher laws, and so they followed Paul everywhere that he went. And Paul wrote most of the New Testament speaking against the very things that these Judaizers were teaching. So today we want to look at three things, avoiding legalism, that works can't save us, and putting on Jesus Christ. This is Robert Furrow, and welcome to Hot Topics. If you're new here, consider liking, subscribing, sharing, and ringing the bell so you can get all of our new content. The comment section is open below. We would love to hear from you. We want to start by looking at what the Bible has to say about works, that we are not saved by works. In fact, it says in Romans 3:28, therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. That is, that salvation is a gift. We are saved by grace without works. And if we try to keep the law, we have to keep all of the law. And this passage tells us that we are not saved by the deeds of the law at all. In Galatians 3.24, it says, Therefore the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. In other words, the law was a mirror that we would look into and see that we had problems. And then we would come to Christ to be cleansed. The law is good, but the law is weak that it cannot save you. And so you cannot be justified by works. The passage that says this the clearest is Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So if I believe that I'm saved by baptism or by speaking in tongues or by going out and doing some works for people or keeping some kind of a sacrament, then I'm believing that what I'm doing is saving me, but it's simply by faith. And it's by the grace given by God to us and the faith that we have in trusting God to forgive us our sins. Now, I also want to look at James because James tells us that faith alone can't save you. And so people will take that verse and say, well, see, you've got to have works as well. But what James is saying, and it becomes clear when you read it in context, is that when you have faith, works follow. There's an evidence of your salvation that is works. But the works are not a justification. The works are fruits that reveal that you have genuinely been saved. Listen to what James says in James 2, 17 and 18. Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. He's going to use the example of demons who do not believe. It's not that demons will ever get saved. It's that when you have this kind of faith that doesn't have any works that follow it, it's a revelation that you haven't really trusted Christ. He goes on to say this, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. James simply means that when we do our works after we're saved, it is the evidence that we've really made a commitment to him. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. 
So we love him and we keep his commandments. We don't keep his commandments in order to be forgiven, but because we love him. In 1 John, it says, if you say you love him, but you don't keep his commandments, then it's evidence that you haven't really made a commitment to him. You have not been saved by grace. So we are not saved by works, no matter what work someone wants to add to it. Joining a church, joining a group, being baptized, speaking in tongues, keeping sacraments, whatever it might be, we are not saved by works. The second thing that I want to talk about is the fact that we have freedom in Christ. In fact, we're told by Paul that we of all people are the most free. That means that we are not legalistically following God, but we have freedom to be able to make choices, choices that would be edifying for us, choices for the kingdom of God, and we're to use our freedom for edification and good works. The works don't save us, but our freedom allows us to be able to do it in so many different ways. Listen to what it says in Galatians 5.1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. In Galatians, he's dealing with this whole thing about these Judaizers trying to tell Gentiles they have to be circumcised and they have to keep the law. They have to eat kosher in order to be saved. And he says, stand fast in your liberty and don't get entangled in those things again. In 2 Corinthians, it says, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We have freedom that comes in Christ not to be bound in the legal aspects of the law. Jesus said in John 8, 36, therefore, if the son of man makes you free, you shall be free indeed. We have freedom, but we're not to use our freedom as an opportunity for sin, but instead an opportunity for righteousness. Listen to what it says in Galatians 5, 13. For you, brethren, having been called to liberty, only do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Again, works are good and they reveal that we've truly been changed. But we have freedom that is in Christ that allows us to be able to be used by him, to reach people for him, and to walk in our own freedom and not be bound by trips people want to put on us that God has never put on us. The third thing that I want us to look at is avoiding legalism. The Bible tells us that we are to avoid it. Listen to what it says in James 2.10. For whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point is guilty of all. In other words, if you think, well, I'm going to keep certain kosher laws, but I'm going to not do others, or I'm going to keep kosher laws, but I'm not going to keep the rest of the law, then you're guilty in all of it. If you're going to receive any of it, you can't pick and choose. You're going to have to cover it all. And if you want to use your liberty to be able to keep the entire law, you could do that if you want to, but I think you would be going against the freedom that we've been given in Christ. In Romans 11:6, Paul says this, and if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, works is no longer work. He's just being logical as he looks at grace. Grace is free, undeserved favor. If I'm working to try to receive God's grace, it's no longer grace. I've earned it. And works, we've been told, can't save us. So we trust in his grace completely. We want to try to avoid legalism at all costs. And then with avoiding legalism, Galatians 3, 10 through 11 says, For as many as are of the works of the law are under a curse, For it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law, to do them, 
but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident, for the just shall live by faith. What a statement that no one is justified by the law is evident. These are just a handful of passages that we've chosen to take this teaching today that people want to bring people under the bondage of legalism to know that we are set free from it. Paul deals with this issue in the book of Philippians in chapter three. He says, beware of the dogs. He calls these Judaizers dogs. These are people who want the Philippians who are Greek to be circumcised. So he says, beware of evil workers, beware of the mutilation. Three times, beware, beware, beware. Then he goes on to say, for we are the circumcision who worship God in spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I also might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks that he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so. And then he kind of brags. He brags on what he used to do in the flesh because he used to think that he was justified by the law. Listen to what he says. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews concerning the law, a Pharisee concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. So he was, according to the work of a Pharisee, blameless by the works of the law and guilty before God. No wonder Paul defends grace so much. Now he goes on to say that he has given up all of those things so that he could find certain things. Listen to what he says in verse seven. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted as a loss for Christ. Those things he just listed, the works of the law that he thought he was justified for, he now says are a loss. Yet indeed, he goes on to say, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. He gives up all of them that he might know Christ. The Bible says that knowing Jesus is the way that we enter into heaven. In John 17, three, Jesus said as he prayed, and this is eternal life, that you know the one true God and the son whom he sent. We also know that not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven for Jesus will say away from me. I never knew you. So he gave up all of those works of the law so he could have the knowledge of his Lord Jesus Christ. He goes on to say, for whom I have suffered loss of all things and count them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him. He not only wants the knowledge of Christ, but he wants to be found in Christ. The Bible says 87 times in the New Testament that we are in Christ. You get into a car to go across town, you get into a plane to go across the nation, and you get into Christ to go to heaven. And you have to be in Christ. It's not by works at all. Paul's saying, I gave up my works so I could be found in him. He then goes on to say, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain the resurrection of the dead. He's not saying, if by any means I might do enough work to obtain the resurrection of the dead, he's simply saying, I am confident that I will obtain the resurrection of the dead, and he's saying it in a humble way if by any means I may attain the resurrection of the dead. He's just told us it's based upon Christ having a relationship with him and not by the law. Don't let anyone put you under the law. God bless you. We'll see you next time on Hot Topics.